Today on Bridges, God's plan for your spiritual growth. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us today. Today, we're going to talk about God's plan uh, for our spiritual growth and maturation. And I have two pastors here to talk with me about that. And Pastor Dale, good to have you today. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you're the lead pastor at New Song. Correct. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. First time you've ever been here. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. And you have your son who is also a pastor with us. Yes. He pastor and Joel. Joel and he and I, uh, we share preaching and teaching responsibilities and We've had the pleasure of co-authoring some books together. So, And I just think it's really neat, not only two generations, but father and son, and that your hearts really are for us to kind of lean into discipleship, growing in the Lord. Because I think all of us want that. We don't always know how to get, right, from where we are to where we need to go. So tell me maybe just one or two of the fundamental elements that you think is really important. Well, if you go to the Great Commission passages in, in the New Testament, Jesus basically tells his followers, go and preach the gospel to everyone everywhere. And for those who believe, make disciples. Teach them. Mm-hmm. He, he, said, uh, he said, you need to make disciples of all the nations teaching them to observe or, or, or obey all things that I've commanded you, mm-hmm. not suggested to right. you, but commanded you. And I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so part of what we have tried to do is to take all the commands of Jesus and put them into uh, discipleship resources mm-hmm. that help people to literally respond to what Jesus said was the mission 
of his followers in uh, in going in into the earth. Yeah. And then to and the way we talked about it is we want people to follow the things that the Lord has commanded and then follow the lives of those who knew him best and loved him most, his, uh, his apostles. And so it's just basically helping people to make their way through the scriptures and understand what it means to, first of all, know Jesus through, uh, through repentance and faith, and then to follow him in loving obedience in everything that he commanded. Because what you're talking about is really the essential plan, right, for our growth, for our maturation. And I think sometimes, Pastor Joel, we look at these things and you think, well, yeah, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Um, not sure how to do that. I just kind of open up my Bible and what it, whatever's in front of me, I read that and I think, well, this is how God is speaking to me today. And he does do that sometimes. But most of the time, God works through a process. Is that true with discipleship? That's right. I think all of us who are following Jesus want disciples to be made. Absolutely. And the term that Jesus uses in the New Testament for a disciple, that term in Greek, and the way that he modeled life for his disciples and the commands that Pastor Dill just talked about that he gave to his disciples, it basically means that a disciple is three main things. A disciple is a lifelong learner, doer, and teacher of the words and ways of Jesus. Well, like even if they're not called to the full-time ministry, they're still a teacher? That's right. So that term, mathetes in Greek, means to be in a constant state of learning and teaching. So Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And uh, as Rick Renner, one of my favorite Greek scholars says, <laughs> when Jesus says, lo, I'm with you always, it's almost as if he's saying, when you are a disciple who's making disciples, oh, am I with you in that? Oh. Because that's what's closest to his heart. So what do we see in, uh, in, in the book of Acts? Well, as soon as people start coming to Christ... As Pastor Dale just said, as soon as they start seeing souls saved in response to the preaching of the good news of repentance and remission of sins, what's one of the first things that starts happening? They start gathering to heed, to learn and heed the apostles' doctrine. Mm -hmm. There is a set of teachings that they're receiving and they're beginning to abide. And it's interesting because there's a progression throughout uh, the 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 story of Acts, where you have lots of believers, 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 believers being added, believers being added, and then you get to chapter 6, and there's a major shift that starts happening, that disciples are multiplying. Mm -hmm. Why? Because not only have they believed in Jesus, but they are now walking through a process of obeying his commands and learning how to teach others to do the same. So there's a process that gets us to the product that we all want, which is mature disciples of Jesus. Absolutely. And I think, like I said, so many of us lack the understanding that there is a process. Like that processes don't always seem spiritual to people. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time, God works through a process. I mean, he could have created the entire earth, right, in one word. He could have done all of it. And yet, 
He did it in days mm -hmm. and he did different things on different days. So he worked through processes. Now this doesn't mean he can't do a miracle or a creative miracle, but most of the time he works through a process. And Pastor Dale, one of the things that I've seen, you know, in doing Bridges all these years is, well, there are a lot of people who love Jesus and are called by his name, really don't know much about the discipleship process or that it's even required. So could they get some of these resources and do this on their own if they just had a desire to grow? Yes. I mean, and as a matter of fact, one of the things we say in the books is that they can either be self-guided or uh, mentor-led and or small groups uh, for, for that matter. Uh, optimally, you want somebody to be able to help somebody go through this. Sure. But people don't always have that option. Mm -hmm. Like there was a, someone that I was talking to in another part of the world, and uh, he, he use, uses these resources in his time of meeting with God every day. And, and he said, I, I've never grown like this. Mm -hmm. This has been so helpful to me. So yes, definitely, if, uh, if that's the only option people have, they can take these resources and th these resources will guide you step by step through each of these lessons. All It's packed with scripture and, and then just ways to help you to reinforce what it is that you're learning. You, 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 talk about, you talked about a moment ago about process. You know, I am third generation, classical Pentecostal. Joel is fourth generation. My grandkids are fifth generation. Wow. I know every prophetic word out there and <laughs> prophetic word 205, the quick work. God yes. is doing a quick work. It's a sudden yeah, one. God yeah. is rarely doing a quick That's work. That's right. He's not what, in a hurry. What God is doing is a sure work. Amen. And that sure work is a process. You can't have a baby and lay hands on them and say, adulthood in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You have to raise them. And what we, one of the things we talk about is finding miracles in the mundane. Mm -hmm that the step-by-step, day-by-day processes of even this kind of conversation, uh, learning how to celebrate that as one step closer mm -hmm. to where the Lord is wanting to take each uh, one of us. And of course, disciple-making initially uh, is a process over months to a year and a half to two years that helps people to really get established in the Lord on one hand, on the other hand, it's a lifetime process. Mm -hmm. We're always learning, growing, oh, yes. and, and, and developing. You know, if, if I don't see you for a year or two and we see each other again, I'm going to see growth in you. You're going to see growth in, uh, in me uh, as a husband and wife. You know, I ask my wife every anniversary, do you see me growing in Jesus? Am I further down the road this year than last year? And she asks me the same question. And, and what we both can say in the affirmative is, yes, we, we continue to grow and learn over, over a lifetime. So disciple making is both foundational and then we are letting Jesus build that superstructure uh, over a lifetime. You know, and it strikes me as you say that, Pastor Dale, that you and Joan, because she's my dear friend, so I can call her that, <laughs> you ask on the anniversary, do you see me growing in Christ? And they, 
this keeps a marriage really that you don't ever drift apart because people will say after 30 years of marriage, right? All those memories, all that happening. And they're like, well, we just grew apart. And it's like, but that didn't happen in a day. Right. It happened because we're not intentionally connecting and making Christ the center of it. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Joel, what is the name of this? I realized I just jumped right in. I heard you say core four. Yeah, so what we have is we have uh, the core four, and it's four books that we've written for teenagers and adults. And um, the first book is called The Daily Life Journal, Mm -hmm. and it's a guide for helping people meet daily and deeply with God. The terminology that we use in there is developing a secret place with God, Mm -hmm. and we take that language directly uh, from Psalm 27, Psalm 91, but most especially from Matthew 6. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And that word in the original language doesn't mean a secret where nobody knows knows what you're doing. It means a private place. And he modeled that. We see that in Mark chapter 1 after an incredible night of ministry at Peter's house in Capernaum. He wakes up early the next mm-hmm. morning, Mark one thirty five says, and he goes to a secluded place where he prays. It's learning how to develop a, an intimate, private history with God upon which he can build a public ministry for him. And, uh, and then the second book is called Stepping into the Kingdom. And it's learning to live under the rule of King Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you are born again, and Jesus becomes your Lord and King. What changes about your life? What do you step into? Because we know we step out of the kingdom of darkness, but in stepping into the kingdom of light, what are we stepping into? Well, we talk about stepping into kingdom fullness, what it means to be born again, what it means to be baptized in water, what it means to step into the baptism with the Holy Spirit and receive power from on high. We talk about stepping in to kingdom fellowship, mm-hmm. what it means to know the church as a family, what it means to know the church as a body and find your part mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in your local church and in, in Christ's work in the earth and what it means to know the church as an army, gotcha. what it means to be a part of the army of God and learn how to fight. Because when you're born again, we, we can certainly say to someone, welcome to the family right. and welcome to the body, but we can also say to them, welcome to the war. <laughs> when you step into Christ, you're stepping into a lifetime fight not only for your own freedom, but for the freedom of so many other souls. And we talk about in there how to step into kingdom freedom, how to learn fundamentals, basic fundamentals, just like you would teach an elementary schooler the fundamentals of basketball, that they'll never outgrow, even if they make it to the professional or Olympic level. We learn the fundamentals of spiritual freedom. These practices you can put into uh, practice for the rest of your life to maintain the freedom that you attained in a moment through trust in Jesus. And then following Jesus is a disciple's handbook. It's got 12 lessons on commandments that Christ gave his disciples and his disciples gave others in the New Testament, learning how to know what are the commandments of Christ. Jesus said, all things that my father gave me, I've made known to you. Well, that's quantitative because Jesus was the logos. He was the word in flesh. He could have told his disciples thousands and thousands and millions and millions of bits of information, but he had a specific corpus, a core that he gave them Mm. that they were to take and put in practice. And so 
we try and take some of those commandments and, uh, and help us know this is what Jesus requires and this is how his spirit empowers us to follow him. And then the, the final resource in the core for is called Empowered, learning to live life by the power of the Holy Spirit. How can you do everything in life through the leading, through the guiding, through the empowering of the Holy Spirit? How can you walk in his gifts? How can you bear his fruit in your worship, in your study of the word, in your relationships? Jesus said in John 5, behold, the son of man of himself can do nothing. That's right. It says that the spirit of God came upon him. And when he returned from the wilderness, he returned in the power of the spirit. And with the spirit upon the Lord Jesus Christ, he lived the greatest life ever lived. And then we see these ordinary men and women live these extraordinary lives under the same Holy Spirit. Empowered is about helping each of those watching today to live every part of their lives through the same power that Jesus walked in. That's amazing. We've got to take just a quick break. I want you to stay with us today on Bridges. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about God's plan for your spiritual growth. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. You're just joining us today on Bridges. My guests are Pastor Dale Everest and his son, Pastor Joel Everest. So we've got two generations, father, son, uh, coming really today to talk to us about God's plan for our spiritual growth. And I think, Pastor Dale, as we've said, most of us want to grow. We want to see disciples being made, but we lack kind of the plan, the step-by-step, the resources like on how to get there. Because I think some people think like if you're a Christian, right, it should just happen. You don't have to go through a process. You just wake up every day, you open up your Bible and wherever it lands, it lands. Is that a good plan? No, it can, uh, it can certainly supplement the plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's uh, those kind of moments where you're just like, wow, that is really uh, amazing. And I certainly give credence and we give credence to that. But no, you really... Uh, you really do need a, a plan. You know, we people talk a lot about fivefold ministry, and uh, and uh, but oftentimes they don't recognize uh, how one should relate to the teacher. And uh, the reason God or Jesus gives to the church the teacher, among other things, is to help to develop systematic processes mm-hmm. 
for helping people to grow in, yeah. in Jesus. There's a, a woman, very prophetic lady, been in, in our family uh, for over four decades. Mm -hmm. She's a wonderful person. And, and she said to me a couple of years ago, she's a marvelous teacher. And, uh, and she said, and she was, in addition to being a pastor, she was a school teacher for 50 years. And she said, it is my contention that in the body of Christ, there's about 1% of people who really can write good curriculum mm -hmm. and everybody else needs to use that curriculum. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I thought, well, she of all people, uh, she's about she a decade know. older than me, she, uh, she would know. And not surprisingly, although she's wonderful at writing curriculum, she uses the curriculum of, uh, of other people. And when I was first starting out in ministry, uh, I was uh, I was just so indebted to people like navigators and other people who were who who produced materials that I as a young pastor could take other mm -hmm. people through. I wasn't ready to write uh, something like uh, like that, but I greatly benefited from those who were able to take the scriptures and systematize them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people who think you can just freehand discipleship. Let's just get together for coffee and talk right. about the Lord. Well, that is not without some value, mm -hmm. certainly anytime believers get together. But what it typically does is it leaves, it leaves gaps in people's uh, understanding because it's our natural tendency to try to go to our favorite places Absolutely. or our pet scriptures. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and what we need is we need a process that causes us to have to interface with in, in, in these resources all that Jesus uh, commanded us. Because we need to be involved with all of the scriptures, right? A, a man that has been a great example and a mentor in my life, it shocked me when he said this to me, and it was probably 25 years ago because I hadn't considered it. He said that whether he was on vacation, whether he was sick, whether he was working, he met with God and read his Bible at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. In good seasons of his marriage, in not so good financial reversals, that was just his time with God. And I considered that and I thought, well, that's something that I could do, hadn't ever thought to do that. And I found that when I worked that habit, that discipline into my life, that I became a more rooted person. I'm definitely an emotional person. I can be here, there, and everywhere. But that helped me become more focused and more rooted. And uh, I think sometimes, right, Pastor Joel, we just don't think of things like that. I think, as one great man said, there is no real success without succession. Yeah. And so this man that you're referring to, what really made him successful as a leader is that he gave you a practice you can do. Exactly. I thought I, I didn't even have to buy anything. Like, I didn't have to do anything. It was just like, well, I can do that, right? Right. Because I always thought if you went on vacation, you just went on vacation. I took the Bible and I read it, but it might be after I did all the fun day of activities. It wasn't at the beginning. Right. And I think I think with that idea of, of there's no success without succession, you got to leave something that people that is reproducible for other people to do. Pastor Dale was referencing Ephesians chapter four, mm -hmm. and another thing that oftentimes doesn't get talked about about fivefold ministers is that 
they are they exist to equip the saints right. for the work of ministry. So if a teacher, someone who's gifted as a teacher, is doing his or her work well, what should be the fruit? Is it should should the fruit be that they taught merely, or should the fruit be that the saints know yes. how to teach? And I think what's so amazing about Jesus is when he went bye-bye, <laughs> what he taught and what he did continued. Absolutely. And when his 12 apostles went bye-bye, many of them in gruesome and tragic ways, what they taught and what they practiced continued. And that's really what the core four is meant to do is it's not only meant to make you a disciple, it's meant to make you a disciple maker. And one of the sweetest moments in making these resources and equipping our people to become disciple makers is when my wife said one day, she had been meeting with, she had been taking one young lady through the core four and another young lady through the core four and they were getting into a rhythm and she had these materials and I got home and her eyes were so bright and she said, Joel, I'm doing it. I'm making disciples. Mm -hmm. I used to think that only you and right. your dad and other Bible teachers mm -hmm. and this and that were able. She goes, but with these resources, I have a process. And now it's so great is the people who were taking through the core four, they're taking people through the core four who are now taking people through the core four. We're well into five to six generations now of disciple making not because the core four is based on a particular personality or a particular, it's based on a reproducible methodology. So it's the teachings of Jesus put into a format where not only someone can go through it, but they can take someone else through it in a way where that person can take someone else who can take someone else. And I think that is what we want. We want discipleship to be viral. People want to feel like I can do this Absolutely. and I don't know that there's any more feeling, any greater feeling of the Lord's pleasure in the world than when you feel like you're able to make disciples. Absolutely. That's the point of all of it, right? But I think so many of us think, well, I just couldn't possibly do that. So I'll let Pastor Dale do that. That'll be good. But then what do you do with all that you've learned over the years? We want to help someone else and to reach somebody else and having a resource means that it's systematic. I don't have to think of everything every time, right? Right. Yeah, and there's a, you know, one of the things we talk about is we, we want disciple making to, of course, be biblical. We want it to be thorough. Uh, we want it to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be personal. Uh, one of the things that, that we created the core for uh, in uh, having in mind is that that um, one person can sit with another person. Small group ministry is wonderful, but it has its limitations. But if I can sit with you one on one, and uh, and the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding, and the curriculum is is helping us stay on on track, then I can speak. And we can speak directly to where you are mm -hmm. in your faith journey in Jesus. 
And so we do a lot of that. And it isn't just something that Pastor Joel and I talk about. We are deeply involved in this and will be for the rest of our lives. I right now have five different people that I meet with personally. And uh, this is not something we've created and then said, now you go do it. You do it too. We do it too. We are involved. And there's, there's, there are people, in addition to those five people, I have three others around the world that through uh, FaceTime and Zoom, I'm discipling in, uh, there's someone in India, there's someone in Mexico, another in Africa. And, uh, and, and we've written these not merely for American Christians. Mm-hmm. We wrote these. There's no trendy language in it. There's no American references in it. We wrote these to go around the world. We wrote it with, uh, with a universal language in, uh, in mind, the language of the kingdom, yes. really. And, uh, and, and we're seeing with people, even who have known Jesus for a long time, who said, yeah, no, I'll go through this. Uh, and they weren't expecting all that much because they'd known Jesus a long time. They found out there were all these gaps in their understanding that the Lord is filling in. Well, we're out of time, but I want to thank you both so much for joining me today on Bridges. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Thanks for watching Bridges. You're looking for hope for the journey? MonicaSchmelter.com is a great place to get started. On MonicaSchmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. Get started now at MonicaSchmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.